Hi, everyone. I'm Rick Barron, your host, and welcome to my podcast. That's life, I swear. On January 31st, 2023, the third anniversary of the UK's decision to leave the European Union came and went. I mean, there was no parades or popping of champagne corks to celebrate the event. Why? Let's jump into this. Now, as of late, the United Kingdom is in a bit of a problem. Since they departed the EU, Britain's transition to being independent of the European Union has been anything less than stellar. Now, let me provide you some context here. Now, what was Brexit all about? It was about the UK leaving from the European Union. They wanted out. The vote to leave the EU was held in a nationwide referendum in June of 2016, with almost 52% of the voters choosing to leave the bloc. The UK officially left the EU on January 31st of 2020, and the transition period ended on December 31st, 2020. The Brexit has resulted in significant changes to trade, immigration, and other policies between the UK and EU. Now, why did the UK want to leave Brexit? The UK voted to leave the European Union in 2016 referendum for a variety of reasons, including concerns about the loss of sovereignty, immigration, and regulations imposed by the EU. Some UK citizens felt that the country was not getting a fair deal from its membership, and that Brussels was just making too many decisions instead of London. Others felt that the EU was not adequately addressing issues such as the refugee crisis, that's a big one, terrorism, and the euro currency crisis. Ultimately, the decision to leave the EU reflected a growing discontent among some UK citizens with the direction and the perceived priorities and a desire for the EU. Now, since July of 2016, the country has gone through three resignations within the past six years of their prime ministers. Now, one prime minister only lasted 45 days. The severity of Britain's financial crisis currently was underscored when the International Monetary Fund forecasted that Britain would be the world's only major economy to contract in 2023, performing even worse than Russia. That's not very good news. Now, adding to that non-glorious news is the UK economy will continue to shrink and that inflation will continue to increase the cost of living, thus a drag on the UK citizens. Now, to pile even more news bits of unsettling information, Britain's National Health Service is dealing with overcrowded hospitals and long waits for ambulance services. On February 1st, Britain experienced a massive coordinated walkout called Walkout Wednesday from teachers, railway workers, and civil servants walking off the job. The purpose of the walkout? Increase in salaries. The UK public has grown frustrated with the government's lack of efforts to compromise on pay deals. In short, the UK public has had it. Current Prime Minister, we'll see how long he lasts, Rishi Sunak, condemned the strikes. He didn't hide the fact that the government holds a hard line against unions. The Prime Minister says that bowing to union demands will only contribute and worsen Britain's inflation problem. Now, to be fair, Brexit has not been the main contributor to Britain's problems. Like other countries around the world, 
Burton is slowly coming out of the COVID-19 pandemic nightmare and its economic impact. Yes, you have inflation, but then you also have the high interest rates set by the Bank of England. Add in energy prices, exchange rates, trade relationships with other countries, government spending and budget deficits. One wonders how and when will the UK come back to something that we call normal. The effects of Brexit run through Britain's lasting class economy because they also run through its divided, worn-out politics. So, a short note, lasting class economy implies that Britain's economy is performing poorly compared to other economies and is ranked last among them. Moreover, it suggests that Britain's economy is at the bottom of the list regarding growth, development, and being competitive. The news just doesn't seem to get any better. The UK public is exasperated with its current government and the Labour Party that just can't come to terms to acknowledge the adverse effects of Brexit on the country's economy. In a country dealing with the same energy shocks and inflation pressures that impact the rest of Europe, Brexit is the dark thread that, to some critics, explains why Britain is suffering more than its neighbours. One of the reasons for her current economic weakness is Brexit, said Anand Mellon, a professor of Western Europe politics at King's College London. He goes on to say, and I quote, It's not the main reason, but everything that has become so politicized, the economic debate is carried out through political platitudes. Now, Jonathan Ports, a professor of economics at King's College, London, was less than kind. He stated, and I quote, Although we no longer have lunatics running the asylum, we have essentially a lame duck government that doesn't have any semblance of a plan to restore economic growth. End quote. Now, why was it that some UK voters didn't want to leave Brexit? Some of the voters opposed leaving the European Union for various reasons. Some felt that the EU had brought stability and prosperity to Europe and that the UK would be worse off outside the bloc. In addition, they believed that the EU was vital to maintaining good relations with other European countries, and that leaving the EU would damage the UK's international standing and relationships. Others were concerned about the economic impact of Brexit, including the potential loss of access to the EU's single market and the customs union. They felt that the economic benefits of membership such as increased trade and investment, were worth preserving. Now, the impact of leaving Brexit has hit Britain in many ways. Some examples. Seasonal workers that many farms relied on would come from countries like Romania and Bulgaria for a few months to harvest the vegetables and other crops. Now they're in short supply, if at all. And even if you can get your crops picked and packed for shipment, there was a lack of trained drivers many of whom came from various parts of Europe. Even if they found drivers, COVID-19 kept people away. Now, adding to the lack of trained drivers, which is around 90 to 120,000, the UK no longer has easy access to these drivers from Europe. In some cases, it takes up to nine months to qualify as a driver. And the cost for training? Well, you guessed it. It's high. All of the above mentioned impacts the entire supply chain. So I think you're getting the picture. There were also concerns about the future of Northern Ireland, 
which has a land border with the Republic of Ireland, an EU member state. Some voters felt that leaving the EU would threaten the Good Friday Agreement, which established peace in Northern Ireland after decades of conflict and potentially create a hard border between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland. In short, many UK voters who opposed Brexit did so because they believed that it would have a negative impact on the economy, political, and social consequences for the UK and its relationship with Europe and the world. Now, currently, people are now thinking maybe leaving the EU was just a knee-jerk reaction. Some people even question that Britain really conduct a deep analysis between the pros and the cons of leaving the EU. Now, Professor Menon's thoughts on why the UK voted to leave the EU, I think, captures it very well. He said, and I quote, Brexit wasn't viewed through the lens of economics. It was viewed through culture or values. Now, everything is economic. And while you can sell Brexit in many ways, selling it as a boost to GDP is a stretch. End quote. Currently, consensus points to getting back into the EU. Stung by inflation and bracing for tax increases, the UK is in the middle of its gravest slump in a generation, leading many to wonder how much the split with the European Union is to blame. Now, what's the takeaway from this story? What can we learn from it? The United Kingdom's decision to leave the European Union, commonly referred to as Brexit, highlights the importance of considering the potential long-term consequences of political decisions, especially those related to international relations and trade. The process of negotiating and implementing Brexit has been complex and time-consuming and has had significant impact on the UK's economy and its relationship with EU member states. I think the experience serves as a reminder of the need for thorough and careful planning when making decisions with far-reaching implications. I wish the British people a lot of luck. Well, there you go. That's life, I swear. For further information regarding the material covered in this episode, I invite you to visit my website, which you can find on either Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, for show notes calling out key pieces of content mentioned in the episode transcript. As always, I thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe here or wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss an episode. See you soon.